This is Triple H, 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. Now, each week we bring you an interview to explain and provide insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. Look, we might be hearing from an Australian who started a school in Uganda or an Australian running an orphanage in Ethiopia. Close to home, we might focus on running a food bank in, in suburban Sydney or taking disabled children on a jumbo joy flight or in recognising somebody in the community who has gone over and above the call, earning themselves a Pride of Workmanship Award. Now, we call the programme Rotary Matters because, as you'll find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. Now, Rotary clubs usually devote significant resources to supporting youth-related activities, like it could be running a programme for youth enrichment, a leadership course or even driver awareness programmes. Many students experience what it's like to be part of the Model United Nations Assembly. Some go on a 10-day residential science-based experience, such as the National Youth Science Forum, immersing themselves in all things scientific. And there are more examples. Now, the decision on where and how to support youth-related activities is in the hands of the members of each individual Rotary Club. And while in most cases they support the high achievers in their community today, today's story on Rotary Matters is about a club that not only supports the achievers, but wanted to do something for the strugglers as well. Young people suffering from bullying, suffering from unemployment, drugs and alcohol, and very often low self-esteem. Kids, in other words, at risk of suicide. And it, and it was this determination that drove members of Gosford North Rotary Club to set up Save Our Kids From Suicide, a.k.a. SOKS, or SOX. Look, it's a catchy and it's amusing acronym, yes, but it deals with a very serious problem prevalent on the New South Wales Central Coast. So, joining me today on Rotary Matters is the man, the driver behind SOX. He is Lester Pearson, OAM, and he's here to tell us how SOX came about, how its programmes now embrace parents, teachers, counsellors, even sports coaches, and the impact, the significant impact that SOX has had. Look, you won't believe the staggering number of lives which have been saved thanks to this wonderful community initiative. So, please stay tuned. Look, if you're joining us for the first time, let me just give you a quick refresher, the elevator pitch about Rotary, if you like. It's a, a worldwide organisation uh, set up over 100 years ago to foster the concept of service above self. Around the world, there are 1.2 million members and 35,000 Rotary clubs in 220 countries. So it's a relatively large organisation. Here in Australia, we've got 30,000 Rotarians, 1,100 clubs and another 220 over in New Zealand. Now, most clubs meet once a week and they devote their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international projects. So you're going to find Rotarians doing things like fighting disease, like polio, malaria, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Locally, you might run into a Rotarian delivering supplies to communities stricken by drought or bushfire. You might meet a student here on exchange from overseas, attending a local school and staying with a local family. Or you may find Rotarians running a fundraising event focused on sending soap and female hygiene items to third world countries. So as I said a few moments ago, we're talking today with Lester Pearson OAM. He comes from Gosford on the central coast of New South Wales and he's the founder of SOX, which stands for Save Our Kids From Suicide. It's a great and a very inspiring story and a true example of Rotarians putting service above self. So please stay tuned. I'll be back shortly 
to introduce Lester to you. Rotary Matters, you're on Triple H, 100.1 FM. My name is Ian Stewart, and today we're meeting Lester Pearson, OAM, to tell us about his initiative to save the lives of young people from suicide. I spoke with Lester by Zoom. So, so Lester Pearson, um, you're up in Gosford. Give us an idea, if you would, about the um, incidence of, of suicide, particularly amongst young people in your part of the world. Yeah, it's um, about 20, 30 years ago, Central Coast was, was regarded as the highest rate of suicide in Australia. And, uh, and it's still bad. I think in the last um, five years, around about 45 young people that we know of have, have, uh, have taken their own life there. And I, and I state, you know, um, uh, that we know of because there's a lot of incidences there that, that police don't know whether it was. I think it was, but there's no evidence on that there. But um, it's bad. I think it's going up. Um, still, despite the, the efforts, not only of ourselves, but a lot of the other great organisations that uh, you know, do try and help young people there. Uh, but it's something that, uh, especially with this COVID virus, uh, the, uh, the incidences of, of uh, calls to Lifeline, to give you a bit of an idea, um, 3,200 calls per day increase calls to Lifeline. And uh, I read um, something in the paper, I think it was today or yesterday, that uh, they say that during this period, the suicides would have gone up around 25 to 30%. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a dire situation there. Look, I mean, I can understand the frequency of suicide, particularly around the recent coronavirus uh, situation. But going back, yep. what, um, what were the main reasons, do you think, Lester Pearson, that uh, children or young people were taking their own lives? Are there any trends or, or patterns in this? It, there's no one will reason in. Um, uh, bullying is one. Um, there's there's also um, the mental illness side of things there. There's drugs, alcohol. There's the poor living uh, um, circumstances there. Uh, a lot of young people just don't see uh, unemployment is one thing. They don't they don't see light at the end of the tunnel for themselves there. Um, so they uh, uh, there's a lot of pain that goes through it there. And as I've said, as I've said many times there. Most of these people who try and attempt suicide there, they don't want to die, they just want the pain to go away. There's a variety of reasons why. So, so you mentioned that there was a very high incidence on the central coast. Um, does this mean then that um, unemployment situation was worse on the central coast than it was, say, in other parts of um, New South Wales? I think unemployment has been very high on the central coast, yes. It, it's just one of those, uh, those issues there that try as they might there, there's still a, a high incidence of unemployment on the central coast there. So, uh, Lester, um, you were and have been a Rotarian for a long time? Yeah, 21 years now, yeah. Okay, so as a Rotarian, you became aware of this um, suicide problem in your community. Then you set out to do something about it. Tell us, if you would, um, how the um, uh, Save Our Kids From Suicide program first began. Was, it, was this your idea? Yeah, it, uh, it started as, as an offshoot from a program our Rotary Club was, was doing to recognise young achievers on the Central Coast. Um, and uh, along the way, that we needed to raise money for this particular program, and uh, which we did quite quickly. But along the way, I looked at it and said, well, you know, we're, we're focusing on the achievers. What about the strugglers? So I sat down with a, a mate of mine, a fellow Rotarian there, and we discussed the issue. And we said, OK, what's the biggest issue on the Central Coast for the strugglers? And, and uh, we came up with, the, with the, the thought there that youth suicide was one of the biggest issues on the Central Coast. So we, we agreed uh, amongst the committee there that we would add, add that on to this particular Young Achievers program there. 
and raised around about $17,000 pretty quickly. Um, the, the, sadly, the, the Young Achievers program uh, didn't continue on, but we wanted to continue this legacy of, of um, the suicide prevention on. I, I, I thought up the name around about three o'clock in the morning, actually, um, uh, just uh, when I do my best thinking there and came up with the idea of socks, which is save our kids from suicide. Um, and um, we, I presented, you know, the thought to the, uh, to the club and I asked for volunteers to, to help out and um, three friends of mine said yes, we would we would form a committee, and um, that's how it started. We we had raised about seventeen thousand dollars, and um, one of the guys. Was Can I ask you what was the money required for? What? Why did you need money? And what did you do with the money? And how is this going to help? Well, prevent it, it, it was a means of fundraising. It's a it's a good question. It's a means of fundraising. We thought, okay, it's suicide is 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 one of those things that a lot of people are touched by. So we thought, okay, it's a means of fundraising there. And after we raised the, the, the funds there and, and we decided, okay, we would go alone on the project there. Um, we uh, charged one of the guys to go to a lot of the youth organisations and organisations that were dealing with, uh, with suicide there. And uh, he came across, so one of the organisations he came across was Lifeline. And, um, and they happened to have a program that they wanted to pilot. Uh, the program is called Safe. And it's normally about a three and a half hour program. And they said, look, to our Rotary Club, would you be the, the guinea pigs? We want to see how the program goes. And we said yes. And uh, they did an abbreviated version uh, of it for us there. And we liked what we saw. And we said, OK, let's donate $15,000. Uh, and the, the plan was to, to put it through into the school system. And, and, and it was aimed at a lot of the teachers, counsellors, welfare people there uh, to train them to identify and approach a young person who was contemplating suicide. So, the money, so we said, OK, look. The money was yep. to train the teachers and to train the intermediaries who would identify the kids with uh, suicidal uh, propensity. That's right. That's right. Yes, yeah, yeah. So we, and through Lifeline, they said, okay, well, the main means there of where the, the, the major people who, who relate to children and are with children all the day, obviously, are the, the, the teachers, counsellors, uh, those, those, those areas there. So um, from that, they could learn life skills in identifying those young people and also um, talking to them about, about the issues there. So um, this program has spread throughout your local community. And have you any idea, uh, as a result of your campaign and the work that's been done in the schools, do you know any idea how many lives have been saved uh, as a result of all of this? Yeah, to date, yeah, to date um, 658 lives of young people have been saved. And, and, and I guess the answer to the next question is, how do we work that out? Um, Three months after uh, a person attends uh, one of these programs, um, a survey is sent out to them. And um, one of the questions uh, in the survey is, have you, have you intervened with a young person? And if the answer is yes, to say, have you asked them, you know, have they um, uh, thought about suicide? Uh, and and uh, the, the, um, the answers to that, right, 658 young people have said, yes, I'm being contemplating suicide. So we look at that as a, as a, as a life that, is, that has been saved there. Lester, that is a phenomenal number. And I congratulate you and your colleagues on saving 658 lives. And another way of looking at it, the return on investment is phenomenal. From that small financial base, you've been able to develop a program that has saved 658 lives. It, it is 
so impressive. Um, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I think I think one of the the key things is that that I mean a lot of organisations do do it in different ways, and they do some wonderful things there. We looked at it, and 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 uh, you know in our discussions with with Lifeline there, we looked at it and said, okay, if we can train a lot of caregivers in these life skills, then there's more people out there looking who have the skills to be able to intervene with a young person who could be contemplating suicide. Um, so the more and more people that, that we can train through this program, we've trained 3,643 people so far in, in these, suicide, uh, these suicide prevention programs there. Um, and from that, the results have come there. But we, we look at it and say, okay, if we get more and more people trained in those skills, then they can then they can uh, you know look out for the younger people there. Okay, um, Lester, there's a, an offshoot called um, what? Um, uh, mind your sports mates. Mind your sports mates. What what's that about? That was um, Lester Pearson there talking to us about the socks program. I'll be back with Lester because there's a lot more very interesting content. This is Triple H, 100.1 FM. The program you're listening to is Rotary Matters. My name is Ian Stewart. And we've been talking with Lester Pearson, OAM, about a wonderful initiative, Saving Lives on the Central Coast. It has the acronym SOCKS, S-O-K-S. And uh, Lester was just about to explain to us a couple of offshoots of this original program, um, the ASSIST program, and also Mind Your Sports Mates. Over to you, Lester. Uh, a couple of programs now. Um, just to put you in, into the into the picture with the, the programs that we focus on, um, there is the the Safe Talk program, which is the the three and a half hour program. There, from there, there is a um, a two day program called Assist, which is Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, and and it uh, it trains the caregivers in in similar similar vein to Safe Talk. There, uh, in I identify and approaching a young person who's contemplating suicide. There. But they, they they focus on two days of that, and it's really focused of of uh, identifying, approaching these people in a crisis situation, and it's a very very powerful program indeed there, and that's a, a two day program. We have the Mind Your Sportsmates program, which was um, aimed. We, we we looked at it and we said, okay, a lot of young people play sport. It doesn't matter whether they play sport or not play sport there, but we we found that young people relate to coaches better than they do teachers and that's no disrespect to teachers there um but they found that um that uh, they could relate to a coach uh, a lot closer there and this is a 45 minute program and it's aimed at educating these young people up to um players in in a sporting club there of the symptoms of depression anxiety and suicidal ideation so if people learn those symptoms there, they they don't have to go and approach that young person. And it's very difficult for a 15-year-old, let's say, to go and approach one of his mates and say, you know, you've got problems, etc. But they can go to the coach who um, more than likely has been trained in these other programs. And and they can say to the coach, Coach Billy over there, there's a problem. He's just not right. There's, there's just something going on with his life there. Can you go and have a chat for it? And the coach then, with the skills that he or she has learnt through either the assist program or the safe talk program there and sit down with billy and hopefully billy will open up and say yeah i've got i've got issues going on there but, so uh, that is the yeah. what what sort of symptoms would billy be displaying that might um uh encourage one of his mates in the team 
to report on these. Yeah. What, what, what is Billy actually saying or doing that, that catches uh, the attention? A combination of things. Um, one can be um, just aloofness, just total quietness. Uh, another can be um, ranting, um, a person saying, look, you know, I'm just sick of life, I'm just going to kill myself. Uh, people react in different ways there. But they're they're showing behaviours that are not the norm, and it's those 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 behaviours there that, if a person understands those symptoms and hears those words or behaviours there or sees those behaviours there, that they can alert um, other people higher up the chain there to help out. Okay, so you've got your Safe Talk program, the Assist program, and Mind Your Sports Mates program. Lester, um, you mentioned off air that you've got youth enrichment as well. Yeah, yep. well, there's another program called, um, uh, the acronym is SKILLS, which is supporting kids in living life safely. Right. And this is aimed mainly at the parents. And, and again, it focuses on those three areas of educating the parents uh, on, on um, depression, anxiety and suicidal ideation, but also teaches them how to sit down with their, with their children or with their, the mates of their children uh, to open up a conversation. If they see that something is wrong with their child or with one of their child's mates there, it gives them that confidence to be able to sit down because what we've found is that a lot of parents, they just don't know how to open up a conversation um, related to this. It, it's a delicate situation there. So it helps teach them, teaches them those skills. And that's a pretty new one. The programs that Lifeline have done with that have seen some some very good results there, and that's one of the prize that's coming out from a lot of the parents there, that um, that they need help in that area. Can you just give it give us that acronym again? Skills it stands for what was it, Lester Pearson? Yeah. Supporting kids. Yep. In in living life safely. In living life safely. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So you're, you're straddling the entire community here. You've got the teachers in school, the counsellors in school. You've got the kids themselves. You've got the uh, the sporting environment, and now you've got the parents. Um, yep. We just about now covered everything that could possi- possibly be done. Well, it's, I think the main thing is is um, we embarked on a, on a program, and, and this was a roundabout answer, but we embarked on a program um, last year. Uh, we had two members of the Central Coast Rugby Union um, contact Lifeline. I was invited to attend the meeting there, and and. Um, the Central Coast Rugby Union sadly uh, last year lost lost four people to suicide, three players and one official. And um, so during the course of the conversation, we explained a couple of you know, thoughts and ideas there. We were invited to um, attend the Central Coast Rugby Union um, board meeting where we addressed the board and we discussed, you know, different uh, concepts and thoughts and ideas on it there. Um, they were impressed enough to say, look, would you come and talk to the presidents and secretaries and coaches in a, in a group meeting, which we did. And again, we presented the, the concept and, and a draft plan, which um, was very well received as well. Now, since then, we've had, um, unfortunately, the COVID virus got in the way there, but uh, we had one of the one of the clubs at Boca Beach has already started the program and we had another club, Terrigal Rugby Club uh, was about to start, and then the virus uh, hit. Um, in the last in the last couple of weeks, we've had um, two other clubs want to meet with us there, and sadly, last week another club lost a young player uh, to suicide, and they've been in touch with Lifeline to say, look, we want to know about Sox and uh, and the program there. So 
what what it is and and these programs that that I've mentioned is that a young person can come to to a, a club and whilst we started with the rugby club we've got to start somewhere there but but this can go on to netball basketball rugby league Aussie rules soccer you name it there but if we take the 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 idea and the concept that we presented to the rugby union is that a young person can can uh, you know uh, join a rugby club and at 14 15 years of age up to seniors he or she can um, uh, attend a mind your sports mates program and the coach is saying okay look we're going to teach you to look out you know for your mates there so they'll learn those particular symptoms of the depression anxiety and suicidal ideation there the the senior uh, people in the club and that could be players it could be coaches managers would attend a three and a half hour safe talk program the and then two to three of those senior people the ones who are really close to the kids and that could be a manager or something along those lines there would be invited to attend uh, the assist program, the two-day assist program. Um, and um, the Mind Your Sports mates, they would start from under 15s going right right up to, to um, senior players there. So you might have seven or eight programs there and the, and the concept would there would be if you've got 40 people training, 20 people would do the training, the other 20 people would, would do the Mind Your Sports mates program, then they would swap over, that team would go to the training training field and the other ones would attend the program there. Then we would say, okay, um, let's talk to the parents about it um, so that they're in that same vein uh, and, and even to the point of the golden oldies as well. You know, the, the older people uh, who, um, um, they're not the forgotten people because, you know, like a lot of us there, a lot of the older people don't, don't talk and don't, don't open up there. So the main thing is to make that rugby club a suicide safer club so that if anything happens, if someone does have a, a problem, Hopefully someone along the way will, will either have the knowledge or the skills to be able to, to help that young person. So, Lester, this is fantastically valuable community service. It really is. Um, are you aware of other communities outside of your Gosford area adopting some of these same strategies to reach uh, to their young people um, and do something about the incidence of suicide? Or do, you, or do you think you're just on your own out there on the central coast? This is uh, Ian Stewart. You're listening to Rotary Matters. Uh, you're on Triple H 100.1 FM. My guest today, um, who I interviewed by Zoom a couple of days ago, is Lester Pearson, OAM, from the Central Coast, the man who set up the Save Our Kids from Suicide project, plus, as you just heard, some spin-offs from that, dealing with um, uh, other people inside the community. So... This is Lester Pearson we've been talking to, and I, we rejoin the conversation where Lester starts to tell us, Lester tells us about some, um, uh, the extent of the uh, pr- program elsewhere. We've, we've, we've had a, a couple of uh, Rotary Clubs approach us um, to explain the program to them, which we're very open to. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I would love to see this type of thing right throughout Australia, you know, throughout mm-hmm. Rotary there. Mm-hmm. Um, Two, two clubs have, one a club has uh, adopted it. They've taken a while to um, get going, but they did have a big win a couple of months ago before the, the virus um, where they uh, got a, um, a grant uh, to do a lot of the major Sports Mates programs. And that was, uh, that was up in the uh, Hunter Newcastle area. And another club in Sydney has, uh, I've spoken to them on a couple of occasions there. Um, whilst they're, they're keen to do something, uh, the COVID obviously has shut things down there. Um, so, yeah, look, we're very open 
uh, you know, to uh, to helping out other Rotary clubs if they want to. There, and the good thing about it, Ian, is that the chassis is already there. And we haven't spoken about the youth enrichment there, but the chassis plan is is already already there. People can step in. Mister, this is a fantastic example uh, to, to our listeners of uh, the motor, Rotary motto of service above self. You've really gone way beyond that, and it is a terrific story. Uh, Lester, if somebody wanted to find out a little bit more, is there a website or some way that they could, or indeed, how could our listen, listeners support you in any way? Well, it, it depends on which, well, obviously we need funding because all these programs that we that we do, we, we, we funded ourselves. So, how, uh, do, so how, we, how do they make a payment? If they're attracted and they want to make a donation, is there a procedure for this? Yes, through through uh, we, we're setting up a website, uh, which uh, hopefully goes to air first of July. Mm-hmm. Um, the, there is a uh, a socks account through our Gosford North uh, Rotary uh, Club. I don't have the the details in front of me, unfortunately. All right. But, so if somebody uh, went on to the Gosford uh, North Rotary Club website, they would be able to find some sort of link um, to be able to make a payment to socks. After the first of July, there, yeah, okay. it's 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 currently being built at the moment, there, yeah, yeah. That's all right. It's only a few days away, so that that's yep. one that's one way that people could help is to go onto the Gosford North um, Rotary Club's website, find the socks button, and and make a donation. Excellent. Yes. So, Lester, we're just about running out of time a bit here, but I do want to let our listeners know that your public service and your very good works uh, have earned you the um, uh, Order of Australia medal, and you must have been particularly pleased uh, to have got that. That was um, earlier this year, is that right? Yeah, that's right, in January, yeah. Well, congratulations for that. And just backing one moment before we go, Coats for Kids was something I read about. What what was that, and was that a precursor in some way to your interest in youth suicide? It wasn't so much a precursor to the the socks, but... um... We, my wife and I bought a, purchased a, a dry cleaning business uh, back in the, the late 90s. And um, I think it was around about 2000 that we decided after we sort of worked out what we were doing, because it was the first time we'd, uh, we'd bought a business, <laughs> we, we decided to, um, to help, the, again, the, the young strugglers on the Central Coast. And um, so we, we, we thought up a program called Coats for Kids, and we decided that we would uh, open to the public to say, look, if you've got any you know, good sort of jackets that you don't want or case that you don't want, uh, bring them in and we'll clean them up and we'll donate them to various youth of the street organisations there. And it, and again, it's like any project, it started off slowly, but we did it for 10 years. And uh, so every year in March, we, we used to do uh, used to do this. And um, we worked out approximately 5,000 coats and jackets that we, that we donated to various youth of the street organisations there. And I must we did that until we sold the business. There were probably some people who took their, their garments in for dry cleaning and forgot to pick them up. And you would have said, well, you forgot to pick it up, so we'll give it to the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether there were any of those, but, I mean, there was, yeah, a lot of people, you know, I guess appreciated. They, they, they saw the need as well there, and uh, it was a way of, of uh, you know, getting rid of stuff that they, that they didn't need there and, uh, and we, could, uh, we could move it on. Lester, you're a true public-spirited gentleman. Congratulations to you for all the work you've done, the many, many lives you've saved, the people you've trained. And um, on behalf of Rotary Matters, thank you so much for taking the time to help tell your story to us today. Thank you again. You've been listening to... Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. You've been listening to...